Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. If you love these stories of revenge gone nuclear, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Ordos Deluxe. Standing up to my workplace bully led to unforeseen consequences. Let me start this one out by saying that I fully intend to seek revenge on the person in this story, but the aftershock of the eventual confrontation is what led to the aforementioned consequences rather than by my direct actions. I work in the UK for a large technology company doing software support. I'm part of a team that has members all over the world. I've been in this job for around 10 years and other than the major issues I've had with this guy, I truly enjoy my job. When I started with the company, I wouldn't say that I was green, I had about 7 years industry experience under my belt. I was definitely inexperienced with the company, but the job that I had been hired to do used technologies that I was more than comfortable with. The point I'm trying to convey here is that I wasn't completely oblivious to all of the applications supported by our company. Everyone in my team, around 30 of us, was very nice and was very keen to help, except for Shane. Shane is probably what you term as the team guru, about 5 years from retirement, part of the office furniture, metaphorically as we're all homeworkers. He'd been with the company for nearly 40 years. Everyone labeled Shane as the only guy to go to when you were truly in a bind. When I was initially starting out, I did indeed find that Shane was highly knowledgeable and more often than not, had the answers to whatever obscure questions you might have. Things were great, and our team ticked over nicely. I got to know the rest of the team well, over phone, over time too. And my best friend was a woman named Mel. She was of a similar age and experience level to Shane, and in my opinion, was just as as knowledgeable as him. One day, Mel and I were on a brief call chatting about a work issue when we got to shooting the breeze for a while. We talked about ourselves and also the team. I'd said that I hadn't met anyone face to face yet, and that was when she told me she'd once met Shane in person a couple of years ago. They were both based in the US, I'm in the UK, and both got invited to a tech conference in New York. She told me that he has serious health issues due to his weight, around 450 pounds, and when he was home, was often on oxygen and medication. His plan was to ride things out until he was able to take early retirement so that he didn't need to worry about paying for his medical insurance anymore. That sounded like a reasonable enough plan to me, and we were soon talking about something else. The issue started about two years into my tenure with the company. We started moving in a new direction with what applications we were going to be offering to customers, and towards the end, we were trained in a bunch of new stuff. I saw this as a great opportunity and equalizer. If no one on our team had any experience with this new software, then I would be on equal footing with everyone. This went really well for me, and I put a lot of time and effort into learning as much as possible. Shane didn't show much interest in the new stuff, he still continued to spend most of his time with the legacy tools. In team meetings, you could clearly tell he was getting pissed off that his status as a guru was gradually becoming more and more meaningless. This wasn't anything personal, we work in software, 
You have to adapt in order to remain competitive. As time went on, it was becoming clear to the team how much work I was putting in, and I was well on the way to becoming the go-to guy for the new software. During this time, Shane would start sniping at me for anything he could plausibly manage. For example, if I was late to a team meeting because a customer call overran, he'd make sure to interrupt whatever was being said to comment something like, Oh look, OP is bothered to grace us with his presence. Even though he'd been guilty of the same in the past, things like email chains too. Almost anything I sent out that included him and our boss on an email, he would reply with some unrelated complaint or observation, completely irrelevant to what was actually being discussed. One day, Mel called me and asked me what my beef with Shane was. I truthfully told her that I had no beef at all with him, and he just seemed to have it in for me. She said that if she managed to find anything out, she'd let me know. Things continued like this for a couple of years. I continued to be the go-to guy, and he continued to try and discredit me and generally paint me in as bad a light as possible. One day, we had a major incident, one that literally could have cost the company millions in SLA fines if it was not solved quickly. Our manager split us into teams to troubleshoot specific areas, and she paired me up with Shane. I wasn't happy about it, but whatever, I was a professional. We got on a call and started working through the issue. As our call progressed, it was becoming abundantly clear why he didn't like me. He knew nothing about the new application. He hadn't done any work on it at all. Everything I asked him to check, he needed hand-holding, even for the most basic of tasks. Eventually, I just shared my screen and said for him to watch me. I went into the guts of the system through so many logs, explaining to him what I was doing the whole time, and eventually found the problem was with a recent patch we had installed. At this point, he dropped from the call. I didn't think anything of this at the time. We use Skype for business and it can be flaky, so I just continued what I was doing. Our process was not to roll back any changes until it had been approved by the senior manager. As I was the one responsible for deploying or rolling back patches, made some notes about what we needed to do, and then rejoined the main call. I wasn't worried at all because bad patches happened every so often. They just didn't usually have this level of impact. As soon as I did, I got absolutely destroyed by the incident manager. Apparently, Shane had returned to the group call and informed everyone present that the outage was caused by an error that I had made in the deployment process and that Shane had told me what the correct fix was and I had refused to implement it then and there. I was furious. He had accurately told them the cause of the problem because it was me who literally demonstrated to him how to find it. I had even foolishly mentioned to him what I thought would fix the problem. Because of how long he'd been with the company compared to me, only our immediate team knew the truth about who was really the better skilled person in this situation. His historical reputation still carried a lot of weight with people who didn't work day to day with him. Because this incident was so major, over a hundred people were on this call several of them two or three levels of management above our team. He made me out to be a reckless, incompetent idiot, and he was believed. Despite my manager's protests, I was disciplined and given a verbal warning. He, meanwhile, was congratulated for steering the company away from a potential disaster and given a commendation. I was so angry, and a while later, Mel gave me a call. Apparently Shane had been bragging to her about putting that smart butt punk in his place. She was shocked and asked him what he was talking about. 
His real beef was that he thought I had disrespected him by trying to take over his role as the go-to guy for the new software. That wasn't my intention at all. I didn't see it as my fault that he was too darn lazy to do the work again. I lamented with Mel that she should have recorded the call. She laughed and said that Skype shows when you're recording a call and he'd never have spilled his guts while being recorded. I immediately had a brainwave. I decided that I would confront Shane one-on-one. I pinged him on Skype and said that I wanted to talk. He responded with a smiley and just said, sure. I called him and let him know that I was recording this call. And the Skype notification popped up to let all participants know that this call was being recorded. I went right for it and accused him of lying about the major incident and said that it seemed like he had major beef with me. As expected, he lied and said that he was sorry that I felt like I had to react this way. He said that he would need to talk to our boss about it. I said, wait one second, and turned off the Skype recorder. I then said that Skype isn't recording, and then he knew exactly what he had done. His mask slipped at this point, and he said that he was perfectly in his rights to put me in my place. He said that you need to respect the longer serving people in jobs like this, and that he would do it again in a heartbeat. I didn't hold back. I called him a dinosaur who refused to move with the times and wanted to coast out his days here without doing any work. He said that he was a couple of years away from retirement and he'd be darned if he was going to bust his butt for some shiny new software. I said to him, speaking of new software, has he heard of OBS? Of course he hadn't, and I suggested he Google it. I then hung up on him. Not long after, the messages started. He was begging me to not use the secret recording that I'd taken. He said that if he gets fired, he'll lose his retirement package and his medical benefits. I told him to go freak himself and that he should have considered that before trying to get me fired. I passed all of this on to the relevant channels before really giving it any thought. Things set in motion, and sure enough, a few weeks later, after a company investigation, he was fired. I heard from Mel that he asked to take an early retirement so as to keep his benefits, but this was apparently rejected. It all came out later that apparently he had significant debts and that he was counting on his retirement package to keep him financially afloat. With no job and no package, he had no money to pay for the medical treatment, which he badly needed. He was in no state to get himself a new job, and his skills had stagnated so badly that he couldn't even get a new job online. Mel told me that he died about six months after this whole incident due to his ongoing health issues. I felt conflicted about this for a while. Sharing that recording obviously contributed to his death, but I don't know how bad I feel about it. I'm a young guy trying to build my career, and he actively tried to destroy me. I should maybe have held off when he pleaded for me to not reveal the truth, but he was old enough and wise enough to not engage in the childish games he played. If I'd known he'd been dead as a result of this, I'd maybe have done things differently. It's one that stays with me, that's for sure. I'm still at the company, and I can tell you that I will never treat a new employee the way he treated me. So, maybe the breaking of that cycle is the positive to come out of all of this. So, considering the end result here, do you think that in retrospect, when the guy was pleading about, I'll lose everything, I won't be able to afford medical treatments, that OP should have held off? Would that have been enough to change everything? I don't know. Or do you think, despite the outcome, that OP was completely right to just keep going forward with it? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by Erichan89. Hellish client gets what's coming to him. 
Hey all, so I'm a freelance web developer. Had a guy contact me saying there was a small project he needed help with, stating it should take minutes and wanted to pay 50 bucks. Fair enough. He also states that he needs it done by the end of the day since he's apparently in a tight spot with his employer so he needs it done fast. Also fair enough. I'm not going to turn it down just because it's a tight deadline. I get in and find out his previous developer was very sloppy and the code was darn near impossible to read. His site's in Squarespace and a lot of second-rate developers work there, which is fair because it's pretty easy. I tell the client this code is horrible and I need to reformat. Then it turns out the new links that he wanted in there completely broke everything. I told him that it would likely take about 6 hours to get all of this sorted out and he said that was fine and would compensate me accordingly by my hourly rate of $80 an hour. So I finish everything up, tell him the total of $640 and he agrees, says he can pay me the next day. This I'll pay you the next day BS goes on for about 2 weeks and I try to call him again on the most recent day that he said he'd pay me. Turns out he's now blocked my number. A couple days go by of trying to contact him while still getting nothing. I went to log into the site to cut my losses and delete my work. Turns out he's changed the password. At this point, it's clear to me this was planned, so I'm pissed. I email him stating that if I don't hear within 48 hours, I'll be serving him court papers and a demand of payment to his address that I had to find through an ancestry site and subsequently call his apartment complex to confirm before I serve some poor sap with random court papers. He doesn't email for 24 hours. And this morning, I find out that I'm still logged into his site through the Squarespace app. Clearly this is a huge vulnerability in Squarespace since he had changed his password and I was still in on the app. I'll likely report this to them, but this is where my revenge comes into play. I created a new email that was his address at protonmail.com, which I then used to sign up for a new Squarespace account with, invited myself as a contributor so I can access on desktop as well, and set his live site as password protected. He sees this and is repeatedly emailing and texting me saying he can pay me 250 but 750 now with late fees, is just insane and way too much. Now, apparently he can pay me on Monday, which I've heard plenty of already. This pissed me off even more, so I stated I would continue adding late fees until he pays up, and that his site will continue to be mine. Now his site is indeed live again, but every page autoplays crappy SoundCloud rappers, and all the links he had me place now take the user to cool math games. I considered Hub, but that's perhaps a bit much. I've never done this to other clients. But this dude is a 43 year old piece of garbage. I should also state that I pride myself in work and generally run on a very professional level. However, I won't accept no payment and being jerked around for weeks. All I can say is I definitely support what OP was doing here. Pay your web developers and web designers because it's literally stealing otherwise. OP had posted some updates and basically got about $200 total from this guy over the next few months and could never get him to pay up the full amount and it's eventually going to go to a court case. So I hope it works out for OP. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of both of these stories that I've read today, which was your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. 
So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.